Now, to get back to where we started this conversation, yes, we um, want as politicians, I don't think we would start a coup against Venezuela to try and get um, Maduro out. No, maybe maybe years into our career. Yeah, when we're bored, you know, maybe. But we'd probably have a better plan than sending 60 people in there on fishing boats. Well, well you know... Go ahead. The plan that you're going to talk about did have a better plan. It just didn't turn out that way. Originally, well, my, you correct me if I'm wrong, the plan originally called for about 800 guys. Do you realistically think 800 people could take over Venezuela? Now, mind so, you, so, let's say these 800 people are also trained, U.S. military trained. Like, they have that kind of quality, which I think, I don't know, I'm not a military guy, but I think the U.S. military is probably pretty solid. Uh, Okay, I will answer this question, and then after I answer the question, you give a backstory on this. You 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 start explaining what was going on here. Okay. Uh, to answer your question, I would say yes, it's possible with 800 people. If the plan is well kept, if it's a secret, and if it's executed properly, because you don't have to it's not like you're battling everybody in the country. First of all, in a country like Venezuela, there are people that are against the government as is, you know, plenty of people uh, that would probably welcomely accept uh, an overthrow. So it's not like you're battling everyone. You just have to overtake the current leader in power. And then if, I guess if you boil that down, you got to go to the place where he's at and either kill him or take him or whatever the hell it is. And there's probably 800 people maximum guarding him there. So you got a one-on-one ratio at worst. Yeah, I'm sure 800 people could do it. Yeah, I agree. All right. Long way of saying there's a man, John Gaudreau. He, his backstory, he is Canadian born, 43 year old, served in the Canadian military during the 90s, became part of the U.S. military somehow. I don't know how that works, whatever. And was a Green Beret. And by all accounts, was a good Green Beret. Had good, got a three bronze stars. Um, all of his platoon mates, whatever the hell they're called, said he was a great soldier. The guy you wanted with you. He's a fucking dude. But then uh, he was forced into retirement after he fell um, and injured his back. Because, you know, which is fine, you know. And he, uh, you know, went into civilian life. And in civilian life, he started a company. And the company's idea was, we're going to provide security for schools. This is right after the Parkland shooting. So he saw, oh, Parkland school shooting. Here's an opportunity for business. I'm going to get into that. So he pretty much sold, like, let's call it like a Netflix-style business, which for like $8.99 a month, we're going to train one of your teachers how to use a gun in these situations. And this way, none of the students will know which teacher is the gun carrier, but it'll make it a safer school because uh you know there'll be someone holding a gun against a potential shooter which uh very in theory might work but i think there's been exactly zero studies that have proven this to be the case um also on that note texas just allowed this to happen they just voted for that so anyways (laughs) fast forwarding he somehow gets into contact with a former venezuelan governor or uh, general named cleaver alcala and Alcala is anti-Maduro. Maduro's been a bad guy. We kind of said a little bit earlier, he's a drug dealer. He's killed a bunch of people. He's pretty much a dictator in the socialist community down there in Venezuela. Bad dude. But doesn't mean that you should start a tiny coup. 
And the original plan that they had, just kind of going through this, was they're going to have 800 trained military personnel. Most of them are either going to be Colombians or Venezuelans. They have a couple U.S. guys kind of leading it, you know, being ex-military, whatever. And, you know, we're going to fucking do this thing. We're going to go in there. We're going to take out Maduro and we're going to we're going to go for it. And Maduro has been the target of numerous small coups before. There's been public coups and stuff like that. Like he is he's very not liked by a large population of people there. Um, and there's been a opposition person to him who has been trying to take over power for some time. So like, perfect. We got a guy who's going to go right in. The U S likes this guy and we're just going to shove him right in there. We're going to get rid of Maduro, take him back to the U S so he can be extradited for drug trafficking crimes, blah, blah, blah. Um, all of that good stuff. So then they go forward. They meet, um, they meet, uh, what's this guy's fucking name? Sorry, I'm just losing it. They f- find J.J. Rendon. J.J. Rendon um, used to work, used to be in Venezuela as a military guy. He is, now lives in Miami as a right-wing political consultant, and he's really into getting rid of Maduro. He's anti-Maduro, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like He, uh, he wants him out. So they go to JJ and they're like, hey, man, like you're a money guy. You can get money together for us. We got a plan. And they come together this plan. They make an agreement. It's going to be like 800 people. They're going to get all this weaponry, all these supplies. They're going to be fucking ready to go. Like They're going to have 800 people backed with like 12,000 people worth of weapons. Like They're just going to be fucking ready. And JJ Rendon's like, all right. So he signs a document, a document that was signed by Jordan Goudreau, uh, Rendon. And it was signed by the Guidado guy who is over, who was planned to take over Venezuela when Maduro was out. How do you say that? Guidado? Let's just, Gallardo? I think it's Guidado. Let's it's probably Guidado. We'll go with Guidado. Not Guidado. There's no, there's but, only one D. Yeah. Well, you're doing through good though. You, yeah, you're doing good. Quick. So right after this contract is signed, and it's pretty much like give Goudreau 150 mil up front. Or one point, sorry, one point five mil up front as a retainer to get the supplies to take over the country with eight hundred men. Overall, the plan was: hey, you're going to get between three hundred and eight hundred million to in like Venezuelan oil reserve money, whatever. Like once this is done, we're going to take care of you, Goudreau. Like you're you're going to be fucking good. Right after this fucking thing signed, Goudreau goes like silent on JJ Rendon. Rendon's like, all right, this guy's kind of a fuck up, like, not, not looking good, not looking good. So he kind of backs out, uh, Goudreau and, uh, Alcala continue out the plan. They're like, fuck it, whatever. We're still doing it. Um, so they go forward and now the plan is kind of shifted. They have less money going on. They don't have as much power and suddenly it's 600 men that they need. And they're like, all right, we can still do this. 600 men. We'll load them up. We're going to get them trained by some military professionals. And this is kind of what where this guy, uh, Matos, comes into play. He's also a former military guy, served in the U.S. Army, was a really good soldier by all accounts. Um, his name's Efren Matos. And he's a former Navy SEAL. And he's like, yo, I'm not going to train them how to fight. I have no interest in this overall. 
I'm going to help you by just simply teaching them medicine, like how to fix wounds and blah, blah, blah. Like that's it. And he sees this plan from the outside and is like, this is fucked. Like there's no chance. This is absolutely terrible plan. Terrible plan. Um, he says he quotes over promised and under delivered is kind of the plan. So it goes forward and they start planning and it's kind of, we're getting to the day of when it's going to happen. So let's just, let's fast forward there. Ready to start 600 men. Nah, 60 men, two fishing boats. Uh, A lot of these soldiers, there's essentially two U S soldiers there. Their names are. It. Arian Barry and Luke Denman, both former Green Berets. They both served with Goudreau. They're like kind of his boys. Like they're going to be like some of the leaders on site there. So Goudreau sends him in there. 60 men starts them on fishing boats, heading into the heading into Venezuela. Just have some guns, ammo and some radios. Um, the issue is a lot of these, a lot of these soldiers, didn't really seem like they've been on a boat before. A lot of them got seasick on the way. And also, Goudreau wasn't actually part of the raid. He was back on U.S. soil with a Venezuelan general tweeting and posting videos about it before it even happened. Before it even happened. Pretty much immediately, the Venezuelan government killed most everyone on the boat, took a bunch of prisoners. Both Navy SEALs are currently in Venezuelan prison. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's the most ridiculous, ridiculous coup of all time. The overall aftermath of it is Gallardo is denying all involvement. Probably a lie. I'd say he definitely knows something about it. He's trying to keep power probably going to end up getting himself killed in Venezuela, in my opinion. Um, Trump's denying direct involvement, which I will say is probably true because overall, if the U.S. wanted to do this, they would probably be able to get it done. It would be a terrible idea for relations and all this other stuff. And and since in recent history, a coup on a Latin American company by the U.S. really hasn't worked. I guess overall, since maybe Panama, maybe that's kind of like a, eh. and even now they're kind of getting more pissed at us. Um, and so you have these two ex Navy seals in Venezuelan prison. Lord knows what they're going under right now. And Goudreau is being investigated for illegal arms trafficking. Um, but there's actually a better way that, that um, Matos says he should be punished. He says he should turn himself over to the Venezuelan government in exchange for the two American Navy soldiers. And he should just do it voluntarily, which I think is a fair trade after how dumb this whole plan was your thoughts. Yeah. Crazy, crazy story. And this all unfolded when 2019 was it late 2019, I believe. Yes. Yes. It was all happened. Plans were like 2017, 2018 up until like 2019 when it happened, like November, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, crazy. If they made a movie out of it, it would be a, like a comedy, how bad it all played out, right? Yeah. Uh, two. My two main takeaways from this were, one, uh, you were talking about how what's-his-tits there, the, the leader of the whole band, was not in on the raid and was hanging <laughs> out, tweeting about it before things even happened. 
do we blame that on the time difference? Is that what it is? Well, that would be a hell of an oversight. Uh, right? Well, is that uh, how what else are you doing? How else out, could you make out, that mistake? Time out. time out. I don't know if there's actually a time difference between um Venezuela and Miami. Oh like that's fuck gotta yeah, be pretty there is. there is. Let's say Caracas. I'm just gonna find out right now. Caracas, Venezuela. Time. Okay. It, it, it appears to be Eastern time zone. <laughs> well, be that as it may. What's I mean, GMT? What's GMT? I have no idea. Shit. General Metro time. Miami, Florida time zone. Same time zone. But they may not have daylight savings time. So depending on the time of year this went down, they could have been off by an hour. Yeah, well, okay. I think so. The way he was tweeting about it, he was pretty much like, "Hey, this is." He knew it was the way he was tweeting about. It, he knew it was happening right now. He's like, "Just want to let you guys know this is happening. Like, we're starting a revolution in Venezuela. We're going to make this country better. We're doing all this shit. Like, it's going to be great." As it's all just people are getting murdered on his, not on his watch, I guess, because he wasn't watching, but on his de- command, on his order. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, very stupid on his part after a comedy of errors, as you alluded to earlier. But the most intriguing part of this whole thing to me was that, like you said, Trump probably wasn't involved because this would be a very weird and dumb way to go about it and very very poorly planned for the United States government and military to be officially involved or unofficially officially involved, as it were, with something Mm -hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so he needed money, right? The guy needed money somewhere. The guy needed money. Yeah, he was it, roughly before this started. They say he was about a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Right. So to get financing for it, uh, I guess there was allegedly the deal where he was going to get you know some two hundred million dollars from that guy Gallardo, who was you know in line to take over if this coup was successful. Right. Uh, but also some financing potentially allegedly came from someone named. Rowan Kraft, a that, yes high flyer in the Kraft, as in Nabisco Kraft food company, as in yeah. what's he's got to be? He's related to Robert Kraft, Patriots owner, right? I would think so. What a weird think. family these guys are! They're they're, they're organizing Venezuelan over governmental overthrows they're getting hand they're billionaires getting hand jobs from shady strip mall parlors in in the middle of nowhere south florida what is up with these guys what are they doing you know uh i get what's the, what's the benefit of him rowan craft financing this is he just going to get the inside ticket on government cheese in venezuela forever is that what the deal was you know it's, it's that is I mean, he's got to be getting he's got to be getting intriguing it's got to be oil in Venezuela. Venezuela has very rich oil fields. So is that how they make that cheese? Is that what Kraft American sing- Kraft well, singles? Just, is there, just, do you think there's oil in there? I, th- I bet. I, I don't think Rowan is all that involved with the cheese side of it. Um, he's a descendant of the cheese making family. I think he has money as a result, but I don't think he is. He's not Robert. Let's just put it that way. That's disappointing. I really wanted to know Rowan was big. I, I wanted. Craft cheese in on this. I want well, to direct. I mean, they are. They are directly. I mean, 
but I wanted Kraft cheese. I wanted the cheese to be a primary motivator for a government overthrow in South America. I just don't want to shit. That would be interesting. My only issue, and this might be biased, I don't want to shit on Robert Kraft because I I like Robert Kraft. I don't like the Patriots. I hate the Patriots, but I like Robert Kraft. You know, he gets tugs. He uh, delivers masks, you know, on his own personal expense. Like, let's let's not drag his name. Why do you think he went down to Florida to do that? Because it's places to do it more in Massachusetts. Yeah, but he's a billionaire. He could just have someone go to his home. Someone who's significantly younger and hotter. <laughs> well, like, I mean, what is he doing? probably sex trafficking. That's where it's kind of the issue because those, which that that store no, was allegedly no, involved no, and not no, convicted. No, allegedly, no. allegedly, I, not convicted. Allegedly, uh, yeah. okay. I would say those alleges are and just. I would say that there probably was Robert. some layer no, of traffic involved no, within the employees of that store. Just disagree. Disagree. And if it, let's say that happened, I don't think Robert was perpetrating it. I think Robert no, just saw the place where he yeah, it's, it's still just weird. Divorce, or his, his anywhere. Anyway. Yeah, so he could go anywhere. That means he does, it doesn't matter if he gets caught or not. He's a single guy. He yeah. can go anywhere. Let him get tugs anywhere. For free. Why man. are you taking a private jet? What was it, the day before the AFC Championship game? And then go back up? You go down and up just for a tug in your private jet? What is the point of that? Rich people are fucking weird. I don't Maybe just hang out in Miami, go to live or something. But it wasn't in Miami, was it? Wasn't it in like just north of Miami in one of those weird ass neighborhoods? So you don't tell me that that's a hard. It's it still tough. makes no sense, and that doesn't make I, it any better. And if you're going into Miami no. and you're getting a tug job from a 55 year old woman, it we still don't makes know less if she sense. Was 55, she could yes, have been she was in her 50s, dude. She could have been a very attractive 50. She very could have amazing. been, but still, I bet you Bob could have done better for the same, if not Bob less. Probably could have done better. Bob definitely could have done better. I mean, it's when got, you factor in the jet costs, he could have done a lot better for a lot less. Guaranteed, 100, percent 100. percent that's very true. Probably just went to Vegas and then a lot better. I mean, he could have he stayed, stayed wherever the he fuck he was at. Well, I think he had to go to Kansas City for the championship game, if I'm not mistaken. I could very well be wrong. It sounds correct. That sounds correct. That's, well, that seems like the right timeline. That was last year, though. That wasn't this last. Yeah. Yeah, it was the year prior. Um, yeah, I don't recall the Patriots record that year off the top of my head. But either way, he definitely had to travel there and back. Or there and there. To it's sell. not justifiable Miami was not from the a cost standpoint. It's not justifiable. At bottom line, he's got, I don't know who this guy is. Let's just call him his nephews over there trying to overthrow. He's trying to get the inside track on Venezuelan government cheese illegally. It's it's just, they've got some interesting things going on. I will say the best thing that I loved about Bob Kraft was him kissing Vince Wilfork on the cheek, the double, the double kiss on the cheeks before the games. Love to see that. Love yeah. to see that. Loved it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the double kiss. I mean, that's probably gone from so classy, though. though. So classy. It's classy. You just feel oh, like man. you're classing up the joint by doing that. For real. Love that. Um, any more takeaways from this absolutely bonkers story? Just And there's just, the, the, here's the thing about it. And really, why I wanted to get into it. Have you fucking heard this before? I brought no, this up. No, that, that's, that's so interesting. That's why I asked when this happened because. There's enough that this it's the article that recent. you had showed me was was very well written and it was very lengthy. Humble listener, uh, give a give a sir. It's on Vox. Uh, I'll post the link. Um, um, but it's 
It's a good article. It's a good read. Not I want to see long. a movie. That's a, this, is a, this is the sort of thing I want to see a movie about. Just because it's... It would be a comedy, too, which is the best part. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. What a bunch of fuck-ups, one after another after another, and that the fact that they keep persisting is is unfathomable, really. I mean, essentially what you have is you have Gaudreau, who is a down-on-his-luck guy who sees a chance at dollar signs. He's trying to cash in, yeah. You see a Venezuelan general who just wants to do anything he can to get rid of Maduro because he just sees him hurting his people. So he's kind of the sympathetic one who's... Different types of desperation. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And then you have like your Rowan Kraft who's just a financier trying seeing dollar signs in his eyes by just trying to... Uh, and that's it. Like nothing nothing really else. Really trying to show Uncle Bob that he's what he's got. He's trying to show him that he's worthwhile. Yeah. Okay. Trying to prove his worth to Uncle Bob. Are you trying to own the fucking cowboys when uh, Jerry dies? Maybe. Imagine that rivalry. What a family rivalry. What a family rivalry. What would be the best team from the Omens? Probably not the Cowboys. The family rivalry. Who's, I mean, who? and because they don't play each other every year or close Maybe to it, it's hard. That's always yeah, a good rivalry. I mean, I mean they don't. They're the, in the same. Division wise, obviously you could go division just to get the twice a year, but go Miami, bring Miami back. Best. I mean, th- this story has ties to Miami, so why not? Does, Let's, go with, is, yeah. Plus, Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Plus the Pats weirdly Robert struggle in Miami. They do, but that, I think, and then yes, I you've got the tug job connection. Yeah, I think it's Miami. Yeah, I think the answer is Miami. Yep, agreed. Would love it. Let's make that happen. Let's start a GoFundMe for him to buy the Miami Dolphins. Rowan Kraft to the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) I have no idea who owns the Miami Dolphins now or what they're not. Steven Ross. Steven Ross. Real estate mogul. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh, on the ownership sort of side of things, I I saw an article recently about the uh, NBA owner's net worth, and some of them are not as high as you would think. Well, you got to think about what a lot of time. When did the sale, the sale price of franchises really skyrocket within the past what uh, 10, 12, 90, 2000s was when it started going higher. What was the one that set the world on fire? The Clippers, right? The Donald Sterling. Yeah, that, I, that's the most really recent. One. Everything that, that that set everything on fire. Uh, before that, you could buy teams, you know, for I mean, I guess. Even just a couple of years before that, a couple hundred million dollars, which obviously is insane. Yeah. Compared compared wise, is, and compared to present day market, is not much at all. Yeah. So these kind of these numbers are since April of this year. The owner with the highest net worth is it's like five billion dollars. Nope, it's way more than that. Way more. Way way more. Well, Steve Ballmer, dude. Steve we Ballmer. just talked about Steve, the guy. Yeah, Steve Ballmer. Yep. Yep. And then it's the Paul Allen estate in second place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Ballmer has way more money than the Paul Allen estate, too. Way more. Are they not both Microsoft guys? They are. Yeah. But, uh... Maybe he did that pledge, you know? What's that pledge that that Bill Gates does? Like, Like, when he dies, he gives half of it away to charity. Maybe half of it went to charity already. I think, uh, it... This little clip that i'm reading it says exactly that yeah he's given away a lot of money and he's also owned a soccer team and the seahawks so that's probably not cheap but some of the really where it gets interesting like whatever a lot of them have billions of dollars but robert sarver who everyone hates only has 400 million in the bank 
And he purchased the Suns. The Suns, right. 400 million net worth. The team's worth 1.6 billion. He purchased the team for 404 millions. Like, how do you, you only have 400 million and the salary cap is what? Like 109, 112 right now? How do you even make those payments? Explains why they're so bad. Yeah. (laughs) It explains a lot. But I mean, you know, you get whatever their revenue is every year, probably, you know, they pay off all their salaries and everything. And then you get to keep what's left over, I guess. And, you know, you have well, the team. Yeah, I think. That, yeah. But it's just uh, it's kind of crazy. But um, also, I'm sure he's not the 100 percent owner. Hey, but like, look at it this way. The ownership group of the Celtics, they only have 650 or 850 mil in the bank. Like, it's not like that's a team that spends on players and has been good largely outside of like the i guess until they had a bad period after larry bird and them until like maybe the two early 2000s but you know not a not a bad team by and large i don't know the specifics of it but let's just say outside looking in that's the difference between you know trying to turn a quick profit versus playing a win yeah i would i would agree Every team in the NBA could be every franchise. Well, that's the thing. The small market, a small market thing outside of players maybe not wanting to play there is bullshit. I mean, these these owners have the money to spend if they want to, and they all have players come through. It's a matter of if you want to pay them when their contract is due. Yeah. Now the salary cap does complicate that because if you have to yes. pay players more to play in your city, that's a problem. But you can offer more and you get salary cap rights with all that stuff that the NBA specifically designed to try to keep players in smaller markets. Yeah. The other thing that I noticed about this list is that there's only one female owner and it's like a, a kind of owner. It's Jenny, Gianni, whatever her name, uh, the Lakers owner, Bus. Oh, Jenny like Bus. Yeah. Jenny Bus. Yeah. Um, and it's the family trust, Jerry Bus's family trust. But Jeannie is the owner. I mean, she kicked everyone else out of the family because they're all fuck ups. Phil um, Jackson's flame there. Yeah, yeah. Phil Jackson, um, interestingly and surprisingly to me, I saw that uh, he was married during his tenure with the Bulls and cheated on his wife a lot while he was. And it's like, this is the Zen master. This is Mr. Psychology. Yeah, but he's also so free and loose, and he's just well, you know yeah, out there with the payo. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't surprise me. He's a hippie. The guy's a hippie. He's definitely I a hippie. Love Jackson. Phil Jackson was my second favorite character behind Michael Jordan in The Last Dance, but I've always loved Phil Jackson. I I agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly. Also, you know who's gotten when the... They the videos of him from the Knicks when he was a player. He has such a weird body. I feel like his shoulders are far too broad for the rest of his body. It makes no sense. Can we look right. into that? We got to look. Can we yeah. get some even, numbers on even that? As a coach, he always has. I mean, he got a little thicker and right. You know, so he kind of evened out a little bit. But he was even when he's thin, he's still equally broad. The guy's yeah. just got some broad shoulders. He's a big dude too. He's like what six eight, six seven. I mean, sure, not at the least. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's so. a big dude. Um. Long way of also just on that note, there's a well, kind of about getting back to Jenny or Gian. Well, how do you say her name? Jeannie, Jeannie, Jeannie. 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 I, can't, I can't fucking get that right. She's your, uh, she's Phil's Jeannie in a bottle. Yeah, there's a new way that uh, some women on the internet are making fun of men who post nasty things on their TikTok videos. Have you heard about this? No, not at all. They just say, "Okay, wallet." 
I think it's. I think you could do better. Is that like a? Is that like a? Like a people only date you for your money? Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, I guess it comes from. Or like is a, it just sort of like I'm just using you for your money, whether or not you have a lot of it or not? Is there really a like different thing? Women are just using the men for their money. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the idea. Yes, yes. I just think there's better insults than saying someone has money. Like if you compare that to a man saying, shut up dishwasher, which one is clearly worse? Would you rather be called out for having money or would you rather be called out for being well, a dishwasher? It's, it's definitely now, worse for the dishwasher unless, unless you don't have that much money, but you're still letting this woman spend a lot of your money even though you don't really have a lot of it. You know, if you're taking chicks out on dates and you're paying for everything and yada, 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 but you really can't afford it, then that would be very insulting. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? That, that, that would, would be. Probably, that would probably hit deep. But that would be probably more on the side of a dude who might not be all that attractive, who is just trying to get a girl impressed with him, right. who's just flaunting money that he doesn't have. Yeah, that's fair. That's Which I don't think are the type of guys. Well, ideally, I mean, like, mind you, mind you, if you're a fucking guy, like, don't objectify, objectify women who aren't like just random people on the internet. That's fucked up. That's fucked I up. think that, that no one should really be an internet troll. It's weird, you know. It's it's yeah. it's a yeah. cowardice act. It is. I I am just standing up for the feminists out there, and I think let's let's go harder at these fucked up men. Like, okay, wallet, I don't think is strong enough, is my overall point. Yeah. I think Just we call, need more. Call him, like, call him a micro penis, you know? Micro penis. That would really yeah. be bad. That'd be bad. That's that's worse. I'd rather be a dishwasher than have a micro penis. You know, then you could just say, you could just say, who knows if you did or didn't, saw your, you know, saw your DM micro penis. Boom. 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 Done. They're done for and finished. Boom. Roasted. Yeah. We just got him. We just did a better one right there. Yeah. So yeah, feminists come to us. We have advice. We're not, you know, if you like OK Wallet, totally fine. Totally fine. Keep it. That's fine. That's fine. Just, just try keep it. Help. But we just did it better. No, no, keep no, it. No, but we, we, we did better. We did a different one that we like better. But if you like OK Wallet better, keep OK Wallet. You know, we, no, it's we better. Keep. We're guys. I'm telling you, what's more insulting? Call someone a micro penis, whether it's true or not. People are going to be upset about it. As a guy, it's I, more upsetting. Yeah, yeah. We I beat have yeah. okay. Fair. Yeah. yeah. We 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 did better. Hey, speaking of NBA owners, did you see Mark Cuban's plan for coronavirus stimulus relief? I did if not. you were, I did not. It was pretty interesting. So there are rumors. You, I'm sure you've heard that he's potentially flirting with the idea of running for president. I would assume in the next election cycle, not this one. No, it's too late for the waste point. of time and money, especially as an independent, to do that. Yeah. Uh, but it's, so I think he just likes to be remotely involved and keep his name out there in the news with ideas and that are politically related. Uh, but his idea was to help help people who are struggling right now with with money and making payments, getting groceries, paying rent, whatever it is, and to also jumpstart the economy. Is that every two weeks, every American that qualifies, and I don't know what. I don't think that there were specific details on who qualifies, who doesn't, but let's just roughly say it's similar to the, the plan that they paid out. Uh, gets a thousand dollars every two weeks. 
But the caveat is you have to spend it within 10 days. Wow. So that you're jumpstarting the economy, but you're also getting whatever it is that you're so desperate to get. Pretty interesting, right? How do you stop people from spending it on drugs? How, right. So I'm assuming that's the, the the checking process is certainly the hardest part. But let's just say it was a debit card. You have a $1,000 loaded onto yep. a debit card, yep. right? And then they can track it with that debit card. Yep. Boom. Now, I would say probably I could set up a, a business, quote unquote, an online business with a name and an LLC and all that. And I'm really just a drug dealer. And you could front it like that. I'm sure. But That's a lot of effort for the drug dealers. I'm sure I could set one up in 20 minutes. I create a business online and I have a little square account on my phone that I just swipe that debit card. <laughs> yeah, that puts a lot of risk on you as that business owner. It does. It's very traceable. It's very, very traceable. traceable. Very, very traceable. traceable. Uh, so yeah, I think overall a majority of the money would go back in the economy. You know, even I think the money that drug dealers are spending one way or another is going back into the economy, right? I mean, I, I like the idea. I mean, it's better than interesting anything that current politicians have come out with, which is exactly nothing. Right. Fucking, my girlfriend just told time. me. My girlfriend just told me that the uh, she works for a hospital, and the parent company of that hospital allegedly has like billions of dollars in their coffers, more or less. And they got millions of dollars for the government during the coronavirus. <laughs> for, for what? Yeah, well, and they're, they're also, they're in healthcare, but they're also cutting back during all this while getting millions of dollars from the government, while having billions of dollars it, at the ready in the bank, they're cutting back largely on their staff. Right. Like this is, this is, that's the plans that the current government came up with. That's fucked up. But they're also probably cutting back tremendously on elective surgeries, which are very expensive and probably a big money driver. I mean, I'm just saying, okay? I'm just saying. Don't get mad at me, Matt. Get mad at the hospitals. I am mad at the hospitals. It's fucked up. (laughs) It's Uh, fucked up that the government isn't like policing the money that's going out. There's a lot of small businesses out there that are. Dead, agreed, gone. agreed. But think about such the large macro scale it's on. It's got to be hard. You can't well, just yeah. track everything. No, that's true. No, then then people cry socialism or whatever. Right, can... it's a fine line. And on such a short time frame, it's hard. Now, you could say, you know, there should have been a better plan in place to, to kind of kickstart all this, and that would be nice. But uh, I think... Yeah, something else is needed. Another round of, you know, even like the unemployment stuff. A lot of people are making more money on unemployment than they were when they were working. Significantly more. Maybe even double. Maybe more than double. That's happening probably more common than people realize. Yeah. That is 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 foolish. They have the $600 that you get. If you're on unemployment, uh, let's say that you were a part-time worker, right? Let's say you work 30, 25, 30 hours a week and you made... $350 a week. And that was that. Now with the unemployment, you get half of that. Depending on state laws, let's just say your state says you get half of that. So you get 175. Mm-hmm. 175 a week. Plus with the stimulus plan, you get an extra $600 a week. $600! More than this guy made in a week. He's getting that on top of the 50%. He's making more than double or yeah, more, more than, than double. Than- then every single week and that goes on through i think right now as of the end of july and plans are for the next stimulus bill to extend that through the end of the calendar year 
that is dumb. That provides no incentive to, for people to boost the economy, kickstart the economy back. They just stay unemployed and make more yeah, money yeah, yeah. and keep that money and not spend it. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. you already have your rent that you're now paying still because you're making the same amount of money you're making when you're working. And then you have all the extra money that you could just fucking save and not spend it. Well, I guess the only argument that I can think of off the top of my head, and it's a bad argument, it's not a good one. Well, when you're applying for a job, how are you going to explain those six months not working? Coronavirus. It's the one word. You I don't even have to say it. Everybody knows it. I know. That's the only thing I know. It is terrible. So what's the easiest fix for that plan, right? Would have been, okay, well, what if we just make every up to $600, you make everyone whole per week. So if someone was making $350, the state's only paying half of that. Okay, we'll we'll cover the other half, the other one seventy five. Boom. Yeah, that's it. And you're just making the same amount, you know. Oh, and then that lasts for. That's it. You don't need to give away those extra few hundred dollars a week to every person, every thousands and thousands of people, millions yeah. of people. It yeah. makes no sense. That's a two minute conversation where you could be like, "Uh, guys, you realize what we're doing, right?" Like, no, just fuck it, just fucking do it. <laughs> How did that come about? Uh, I just lack of, I mean, it came about because they just rushed things through. It's desperation. But, but if you're making compromises, if you're rushing to be, I don't understand politically how, if you're a Democrat or a Republican, you're, you're either of you are like, no, this is what we need in the bill. They refuse <laughs> we, we to need. agree on anything. It's just an yes, absolute. But how is that a point that make, even makes it into a bill? There's a lot of pages and none of them read it. But who put it in there? Someone an aide who made a typo? It must have been. It must have been some, an aide yeah. who made a typo. I mean, it's very, that's very possible. Extremely right? possible. How many, th- how many things do you think have happened in this country because of AIDS? Not that AIDS. Yeah, Government employee yeah. AIDS. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got to think they're low-paid employees that work a lot of hours. They might even right. just be interns. Right who are tasked with writing these insanely long documents that have to like probably check up against all these different laws and you're working endless hours, probably a lack of sleep trying to push stuff out. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Thousands upon thousands of laws that have been like passed that in my with you, ridiculous like, loopholes of then. And that's why you have lawyers that are lobby or whoever that are designed to find those loopholes. That's got to be fun, let's man. Let's just say the what was the the big stimulus package that came out that paid a lot of people the twelve hundred. Was it called yeah. CARES or whatever? The CARES Act, yeah. How? What percentage of the people who actually voted on that actually read that document? Uh, I'll ballpark it. I'll ballpark it from cover to cover. Yeah. Mm, one. Zero. Zero. I'll say, uh, none. Covered none. 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 Who read two thirds? I, I don't think there's anyone who read two thirds of it. No. There's thousands and thousands of pages in there. 3%. 3%. No way. No way. They I'm, I'm had... talking about their teams, having their teams read. Okay. Okay. Their teams. I'll and give then you actually following through. Right. Maybe asking for bullet points. They say, "Okay, you get this. You get these pages. You get these pages. You get these pages, and, and give me bullet points." Even so, when you break it down and you split it up amongst people, they're skipping pages. Everyone's oh, skipping pages. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think the entire document's been read except by like the author who wrote that I individual. Think, I think journalists no, journalists will do that. Journalists, will yeah, do that. yeah. 
sometimes, geez, some of these journalists out there are doing so much worse work than we are just doing this. Like they're just writing complete ridiculous pieces. Like there was a piece out, uh, I think it was the New York Times talking about how Nancy Pelosi is the queen of the pantsuit. And now she's the queen of the mask. And it's like, like, I'm sure that she has an aide who comes up with all of her fucking wardrobes and matches it all together. I don't think it's Nancy herself coming up with that plan. I agree with and that. And even, but like, who the fuck cares? I think, you know, every newspaper, every tabloid, every publication has its own sessions. You got the gossip, the online, the bullshit. And then you got the deep dives, the investigative journalism. I mean, there's just some people making good money. Like, let's say 80 grand plus, I would say it's like good money. It's solid. Yeah. You know, it's a solid it wage. It's solid. That are no, just right, that are doing nothing. Nothing. Right. They're not. Right. They're acting like they're adding to society, and they're just fucking wasting their time. And I mean, I'm not that. I, I look at some of this stuff just because it drives me crazy, and I find it. I guess I I hate. I don't hate reading. I just it's like what the fuck. Like I could write this for eighty grand a year. Shit. Oh, absolutely. Now the good journalists, though the good journalists work hard, man. They, they work do. hard. They do. They do. That's that's hard stuff. I mean, honestly, you got to think about it in some of those situations. You have to, if you're writing like a really big expose, you're interviewing hundreds of people who probably don't want to talk to you and you're just bugging them. Like you're like, you're like a shitty salesperson that everyone hates yeah. and you're just asking them questions. Like on top of the fact, like you might not want to hear about my like fucking wireless coverage, but you definitely don't want to talk about this thing that makes you look bad. And you definitely don't want to hear about it like 50 times as I email you, I call you, I text you, I go to your house, like whatever it is. Like, oh and my, even if that's there are people, if there are people that do want to talk about it, a lot of times they're afraid because it's some sort of corruption or scheme or scandal. Or they so they lie. feel bad. So, so, but you got to find them out and you got to convince them to talk gotta, to you. Yeah. It's a job, man. You got to be on their team. Say, it's a hell of a job. It's a hell of a job. Proper journalism, hardcore investigative journalism is the greatest check to our government that there is. It's even that how much, how much is the, more so than checks and balances within the branches of government. Because well, the in branches of government just don't even like, they don't even check and balance themselves. They just fall on one I side think, of the aisle. Lately, they just fall on one side of the aisle to the other. That's what it really is. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think that the judicial, the judicial system, I like to think is, is, is more unbiased. Yes. More I, so. You know, I, you have I, your I, beliefs. You right. Know, but. Right. Well, the issue with that is that I think there's an issue with the president um, appoint. Well, he doesn't appoint them; it has to get voted in. Yeah, I just don't know if that's always great because, especially like, I think Obama did a good job with Gorsuch. Like, he seemed like he was pretty moderate, seemed like a pretty like down to earth kind of guy. But then Trump's just coming in, nominating like, "Oh, Republican, let's fucking go." Brett Kavanaugh. I like to drink beers with my friends. I like to drink beers with my friends. I had a few beers. I like to drink beers with my friends. <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh, definite alcoholic. Definitely. Oh, alcoholic. man. Well, he played that. That was his excuse, anyways, even if he's not. It was a, that was his party line. He was sticking to it. <laughs> I mean, at least he stuck to a line. I mean, that was that, that. I just think, I mean, whatever you think about the story, whether you believe Blas- Ford or you don't believe Ford, that should just negate you. Like, you should just be done. It yeah, goes it back to weird. Trump I, being in the thing. Like those women came out, 
credible at all. Just you're fucking done. You're applying for a job that like so few people can get. Like so, should be so the most upstanding. That should be the most. If you upstanding have anything job. like that out you that has like a grain of possibility to it, you're fucking done. Yeah, that's the most upstanding job in my opinion in the country. A Supreme uh, Court justice. Yeah. You yeah, got to be squeaky clean, man. You got to be so I mean, you have to have, dedicated. I think you should overall have no opinion on it. Like it, you don't have an opinion going in. You're taking what you hear in a given situation right. and taking that information and going through it. If you have a bias at all, you're you're not doing your well, job. You're, right. you're going to have your, your beliefs. Right. You're going to have your beliefs, which will influence you. But you have to have a blank slate going into any given right. situation. Yes. 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 But government doesn't really doesn't it just doesn't work like that to me. I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg is the biggest problem with the Democrats right now. What's she doing? She's having a lot of heart attacks and stuff, right? That's the issue. She could have <laughs> she could have bowed out like right, when Obama was in office. When Obama's on and he could have appointed someone very easily. And then you have meanwhile, if Trump gets elected, she's probably gonna die. And then the there's like six or so Republicans on that judiciary. It's not a good ratio. Well, remember too, though, what happened? What there was that one guy, Justice Scalia. Did, yeah. Wasn't he the one who died when Obama was still in office and he was trying to appoint someone? But they just yeah, said, was, "Nah, we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait till after the election." Well, for months. I mean, like and while months. that was while that was not good by the Republicans. I mean, there was some precedence of that in the past. So um, what's to say that they wouldn't have done that if she stepped down? She would have had to step down years well, earlier. Earlier, earlier. Like you give it a full year, and I think that argument goes away. But maybe at that point, a couple of years before, you know, this is now years ago. I mean, what, she's five, still, six years ago, and she's still like eighty-five. Then was she? How old is this chick? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Hold on. She's got to be real old then. She is currently I'll bet you 80, right she's, now. What do you yeah. think she is? What do you think she is? I was going to say mid 80s. I was going to say 87. That's old. That's old. And why do we keep having old old people in power? None of the things that they grew up learning matter anymore. Well, Supreme Court justices are for life, man. That's a for life position, which is a Another question unto itself. That's, but but presidents, uh, I think for president presidency, you gotta have not young candidates. You we don't want young candidates. I think the restrictions for that is 40, is a sweet 40, spot 40, of like experience meets uh experience meets like vigor and youth where you're like still somewhat connected to like when I we're would say we're even even mid sixties, even mid sixties you have a life yeah. of experience, but you don't you don't want late seventies guys, well, late seventies, early eighties. I know, that's what, what I'm saying. That's now. a little too much. That's a little too much. That's you get Joe Biden talking about you stories have, from back in the forties, like what the fuck, man? Who can't put a sentence together because he's probably got early onset dementia. Yeah, he's versus really falling off the racist rails. Trump who is just living life like it's the fucking forties too. But he's like, just times like, change. Like that's just part of life. That's always happened. Like we said, we don't have a guillotine anymore. We we're kind of being unjust about that earlier. Like that shit doesn't happen anymore because it's fucked up. There's still fucked up shit that's happening. That like these old people don't really understand that's fucked up or why because they grew up with that. And I get that. I'm not faulting them for that per se. But it doesn't make it not fucked up. 
But it's I don't know. I don't know why does that happen. Young, not enough young people vote in uh, primaries. Stephen, yeah, I think that's part of it. I mean, I think um, not enough young people. It's hard to get involved in politics and get older and have money. That's part of it. That's a right? big part. That's what I was going to say. How do you become yeah. an established name that people that don't pay attention to politics you have feel money comfortable or you voting take for? Money from people because you have connections. You need a name. Why right? do you think if, the Kennedys still have power? If you're if you're a just a regular American who does not follow politics, who are you going to vote for? You're going to feel comfortable voting for a name that you know at least, right? Yeah, and how do you get your name out there? You got to experience. You're older. You've been in you're there. Joe six pack, whatever. You're fucking average Joe. Doesn't pay attention to politics really. Every four years, an election comes about, and you're like, ah, oh, this is my civic duty. Like, what are you, you're going to follow a name? Yeah, exactly. And even if you're even if you're old, even if you're old and you're doing that, you're still going to pick a guy that you know. And you're, there's like three things. If you're, let's just say you're an old Republican, there's just trigger words, happy words that are going to make you jizz your pants. Less taxes, less government. Uh, more guns, more, more more privacy, guns. more guns, more privacy. That's it. That's all you have to say. And people go crazy for it. And if you're, Which you I know, don't necessarily like. There, here's the thing. Like, the issue with Republicans is that they're evil. Like a lot of them are just fucking evil people who only think of themselves. And I don't think, and like, let's, let's also not like throw the, like the Democrats on the bus. Cause like, I, I believe that Nancy Pelosi is largely just a figment of massive fundraising, but I think she has better like things that she stands behind, at least in theory. But these are people yes. who are just at the end of the day, just made money from people who are going to have influence over them. Yes. And these aren't everyday Joes. These are fucking massive companies who have agendas. Yes. I think no matter how innocent or pure you are when you get elected, if you want to stay elected, you're going to get your hands dirty real quick. And the longer you're in that position, or if you want to keep moving up, you're going to get dirtier and dirtier. You're going to owe more people favors. And it goes on and on and on until you get to the point where you're a very, very polarizing figure. Very cool. Which is why I'm very intrigued to see how like AOC turns out. Very intrigued. Be, it will be interesting. I think what's going to end up happening to her, because she's already pro-union, uh, she's just going to become a union shill. I think that's, that's good. That's good. That's a good path, I think. I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of unions. I think there's certain industries that need them. But I also think, like, I've, like, it hams, like, you have a middle manager who's not part of the union. It hamstrings them. So you can really fuck over some people. Yeah. Yes. But that's a lot of times, not always. If you're in a union company, a company that has unions and you want to become a manager, a lot of times, not always, there are going to be guys who leave the union to accept the manager position. Let's just say it's a construction type industry and they're, yeah. they're tired of working in the field so much. So they want to yeah. join the management team. Yeah. So they have that opportunity and they leave the union. There's all, you know, you, you, that's the commitment you make. My and you have those relationships yeah. and, and that's, that's the name of the game. Unions are in place because they were exploited. These workers were exploited. Well, so my much. overall point. Yes, that is true. And I think that's still happening. The government shouldn't allow people to get exploited. There should just be laws in place that don't allow exploitation. Like you should have X amount of sick days. You should have X amount of vacation days. Like there's many, many, many studies that working, over 50 hours a week, anything over 50, those fucking returns you get in that employment is garbage. 
pointless for like 99% of people. Like there's, there's always those people out there who can just fucking work nonstop. They grind, and yeah. And they're, you know, good, good for fucking you. That is not most people. And that is certainly not most millennials. No, God, no. God, no. And there's like, you know, most fucking jobs don't really need that. Like what really yeah. should happen is company, we should force corporations to hire enough people so they don't need unions. The reason unions happen is because overall companies are like, we need the bottom line. We need to make more money, more money, more money. So they just demand more and more of their workers. So they don't, they hire as little worker. They were, they hire less than as little workers as needed and just force people to work more past the point of exhaustion until they fucking end up drinking every night just to like go to bed. Cause there's also studies, those same studies show that people who work over 50 hours between like 60 and 70 hours a week, way more nicotine usage, way more alcohol usage. You have no enjoyment out of life, but you have to do it because you're stuck in a situation. Yes. Uh, but, but it's a cycle, honestly, at that point, because then still at that point, these companies don't want to hire more people because they want their bottom line. So why would I pay, you know, to hire another person for X amount of salary dollars when I have this guy that I'm paying or these 10 people that I'm paying a little bit to each work extra overtime and it's less benefits. It's still one less set of benefits I have to give out. It's one less set of 401k matches. What it's, it's I'll everything. Even, I'll even raise you this. There's a little thing called salary and a lot of people get fucked by salary. No one should work on salary, in my opinion, because you work salary and a lot of management positions, especially that like you might have to work 60, 70 hours a week to get whatever you're doing done because you don't have any more employees and you have to work it. Otherwise, you're going to get fired for the job not getting done, but you're only making a salary. You're not making over like they might say like, oh, like, hey, here's some bonus money that you'll get for like running this like whatever. But it's like, oh, well. That bonus, like, I'm not going to be effective working when I have to work. Otherwise, I'm going to get fired if I don't work because if, like, the lights aren't on when we're supposed to be open, I'm going to get shit canned. But I'm not going to be effective in driving more sales or whatever towards this business or, like, making sure things are safer because I'm, like, way overtaxed myself and I'm not even being safe. Like, that's where things really get fucked up. It is interesting that I've thought about this too. The the difference between hourly and salary. I mean, salary a lot of times is more stability. You know, yeah, you feel a little I, safer yeah. when you're on salary and all that. But yes, you, there's uh, there's certainly less incentive to work longer and harder when you're on salary, even though you're more at risk. You know, if things don't go well. But it, it's an interesting juggling act. It is. I like being on salary personally. I enjoy it. It's it's I'm, it's comfortable for me. With my current role, it is good. Yeah. I've had other roles that have been less good. Yeah, so I believe that too. That's awesome. it, 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 bottom line. It's just a specific role at your specific company, whatever that, that may be. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it sucks. If you're working 60 hours a week and you're not getting any overtime for that, that that's bullshit. That's not fair. No. No, it's not fair. And that should be illegal. I think you have no paid hours of fucking work. Like if you're on salary and you're forced to work 60 hours, you know, don't realistically have a choice in that. You should get fucking paid for that. You should get overtime. Even if it's straight time. Even if it's straight time. I'm fine with being straight. I don't care about the time and a half. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. I agree with that. Like if it's an hourly worker and you're like, you're deemed hourly. All right. You get time and a half for overtime. You're deemed salary. If you have to work overtime, 
you're you only going to get your hourly wage based on whatever yeah. your salary is. Program. Agreed. Agreed. I don't yeah, think that's, that's a problem. I have no problem with that. No problem. Me neither. Me neither. Why? That should be fucking law. This we should be fucking politics. Uh, Jesus. I think my biggest my biggest problem. It doesn't affect me, but my biggest problem with working laws may overall biggest problem just because it's such an easy obvious one is no mandatory pto law i think the yeah. only developed nation in the world that does not have mandatory vacation days is the united states i believe that is true and i think that is sick what's the point it's of absolutely sick. If you have nothing to work for right it's sickening people, but people are, have to do it so that you can live especially yeah, if you have yeah. kids you got to provide for them People are literally sacrificing themselves day in, day out for their kids, half of whom hate them and don't even pay attention to them. And they don't yeah. have to get to spend time with them. You know, you don't realize until you're an adult then what what a sacrifice it yeah. was that they made. But, well, it, you it's, and then, it's, but then you might not have a relationship with your dad or mom. Right, right. So it will take till your parents are dead to realize the sacrifice that they made. And yeah. it's a vicious – that again, vicious cycle. It is – that is the most criminal and unjustifiable – lack of law that we have for all the laws that we have all the bullshit that's out there that's a gimme that's an absolute gimme yeah there has to be a minimum I mean, these are, these just give it a minimum some... even if it's a bad minimum you have to get put it put one out there yeah. put 10 days a year out there two weeks it has to I be think something two weeks is a fa- like two weeks that's 10 days 10 working a fair days. minimum a, uh, a year that's not i would i would i would personally scoff at that that has to be a minimum. Oh yeah, that that has to be the bare minimum. Like, the, right. like full time work, fourteen days. Part time work, let's say you get seven. Yeah, I mean it's got to be. But look, there's other countries that have thirty days a year. That's the minimum mandatory. And then you get companies yes. that like give like forty. There, are, uh, you could have unlimited. There are jobs. There are companies that have unlimited, and it's just. You What's get done what you have to I've, get done. I've also read a story about that. Um, people who have like unlimited PTO in theory actually yeah. take less vacation. Right. Because they take it when they need it. Yeah. They do not turn- take it because, oh, I got to burn these days. Yeah. Oh, let, let me burn them because I got to use them and I don't want to not They're get not my money over. worth here. Yeah. Yeah. You take them when you need them and you feel a little guilty when you, when you take them if you don't have to. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. – you could take as many as you want, and you don't. Want to, I guess be seen as the slacker guy. Well, plus, I think you probably those. you you don't want to be seen as a slacker guy, and you're probably like, oh, my team's like, I've taken like 25 vacation days, and it's yeah, they're out there. They need July. Me. Plus, I would say also the companies that offer those are some high performing companies, and you're going to have high level employees who are very skilled and adept at their jobs, and they yeah. want to perform. You probably also get a level of enjoyment out of their jobs. But uh, PTO has to be has to have be. to have PTO have to have PTO. I think that's a lesson today. Overall, everything we've talked I agree. about wide ranging episode, wide, wide ranging. We I covered it. a lot of bases. I enjoyed it. Started off light, started off fun, got a little heavy in the middle with the Venezuelan talk and started off like or ended, I should say, so ended real heavy. But I think I think this last 30 minutes we've gone into just talking about PTO and workers rights is honestly been great i've loved it i i think it's a necessary it's something people need to talk about more it's a necessary change yeah absolutely necessary you know if you're if you're an employer out there um 
you know, if you're a watch party, if you're a Zelgor, I think those are companies that will give their employees PTO, but, uh, don't, don't get your, uh, don't make too much money and forget about the little guys out there. They're the ones making you the money. That's right. And there could be a revolution someday, but As just don't, said don't, earlier, if you're don't, one don't, of the little guys, that's right. If you're one of the little guys, one of the mid little people out there, don't forget about them. Don't forget about them. No. All right. Well, I think that about wraps things up for this week. Uh, hey, we missed Monday. Fuck you if you're pissed off about it. We're going to have, geez, I don't know how. I'll, I'll probably break this up into two episodes, drop them Wednesday, Friday, and they'll be right back at it on Saturday recording for a normal Love schedule. Uh, follow us at anotherweekwith.com. Uh, YouTube content has been slow. I'm, I'm doing, I work full time. I'm ta- I'm currently in school as well. So fucking like I'm trying with the YouTube. I'm trying. I think I post stuff every so often. I think it's good. Give it a watch at YouTube. Like, I think that's the best way we can promote ourselves, but I just don't have the fucking time. Um, so, you know, help us out. Tweet us out on Twitter. Let people know about us. Cause we want, we want to make this something want to make it happen. We want to be able to give ourselves unlimited PTO. And uh, I think that's the theme of the week. You know, PTO is necessary. We'll talk to you all next week.